Welcome to another episode of Band Director Bootcamp, the podcast with productivity and wellness tips for busy band directors. I'm your host, Leslie Moffat, and I'm really grateful to be sharing this platform with you. As busy band directors, we know you don't have lots of time to watch lengthy professional development webinars, so we share 20-minute tidbits with takeaways you can use to support you in this awesome profession and in a healthy way. And having just finished up a quarter century, that's 25 years as a, sorry, sorry, Jessica, that was probably pretty harsh. <laughs> 25 years as a band director, primarily with fourth through eighth graders. So that's her zone of genius here that she's going to talk about, but the tips apply everywhere. Um, she's also a mom. She's got three kids and two dogs. And one of her favorite things she's ever done has been um, in the past, and she's going to get to do it again, being part of Saluting America's Band Directors Band, where she's marched in the Rose Parade and will be doing the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade in November. Oh, I've watched people do that on Facebook and it just looked like so much fun. So Jessica, welcome to Band Director Bootcamp. Thank you, Leslie. Thank you so much for having me. And yes, it was. It was the most fun. Shout out to all the SABDs out there. They're, they're oh just such a fun group. A collection of band geeks all in one place. Oh, it was like heaven. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure we're all going, yes. Oh, oh man. Uh, well, I know you're going to share with us six tips that have helped you stay like really streamlined with the things you do at school and that that has resulted in you having reduced your lesson planning time to 10 minutes a day and you don't mm -hmm. take work home and your classes run more efficiently. So all the people out there listening to this that already got your shit together, you can just stop listening now. But the rest <laughs> of you, hang on, buckle up, because she's full of information for us today. But before we jump into that, tell us a little bit about you. Why, why are you a band director? I mean, 25 years ago, lots of women weren't doing this. Right. It's so funny. And in my area, it's like we're almost all women band directors until uh, we have we have a shirt. <laughs> it says lady band director, Santa Maria, California. Oh, how cool. <laughs> it was the best. That was off a bad joke from a long time ago. But we're, we're slowly uh, grabbing some wonderful male uh, educators into our mix here in, in our area. But yeah, it was just a really natural um, step for me out of high school. I'd never thought about doing anything else. So I just what else would I go to college for? This is what I do. I do it all day, every day. Why would I change what I do? So, you know, here I am. Yeah. I think a lot of us, were, I was just talking to another guest and I, that was our place. The band room was where we love to be. And so it's like, why would I want to leave this? Just recreate it. Just yeah. stay in, in school. So, yeah. and, and that age, you, you start the kids in fourth grade. We get to start our kids in fourth grade. Um, in third grade, they have, um, gosh, like 10 weeks ish of um, classroom music where they just get like an introduction to the basics of, you know, singing or uh, reading rhythms and all the different instruments in the orchestra. And then fourth grade, they're able to pop in and start on a band instrument. Over the last couple of years, I have decided to put them on recorders just because there's been such a, a decline in their um, readiness levels since COVID. Um, so this year, my fourth graders ended up doing recorder all year. And next year, I'm hoping I can get them off by about January and get them switched over some instruments. But yeah, after that, they're all mine through eighth grade. And Aww. I get them playing really well. I send them off to the high school director. Oh, man. <laughs> It's so fun to watch this beginning band process. I'm just 
in awe of all the things they can do. But what I'm, I can't believe how you guys taught beginning band during COVID. I cannot imagine oh. teaching online beginners. I, yeah, we won't go there, but there's a yeah. special place in heaven for people that were doing that because man, oh man, I was in high school at that point still. So I didn't right. have to have that struggle. There were other struggles, but man. All right. Well, I know we want to talk about this. Um, how come you became such a badass at this organizational piece that you were like, what, what motivated you to like this? Well, like you said, I don't take work home. And that's not just because I wouldn't spend all day every day doing band stuff if I could. Um, but once I get home, I have a different focus, right? I've got stuff I need to do here. It is, and it used to be, you know, taking the kids to baseball or soccer or basketball or whatever fun activity we we're doing. And there's, it's just not conducive to doing good planning when I was at home. So I learned to get it done. And, you know, one of the good things that came out of COVID was using technology to help streamline that even more. Um, so Google Slides became my go-to for keeping things set up. Really, And there's just some really good reasons to use those Google Slides um, if you're not already in a, in a really effective way, not just slapping one slide up at the beginning of the day with all your information on one slide. <laughs> Yeah. So, so what does it look like for you? Well, you let's go through the steps. You talk about maintaining routines. What does that look so the, like? The first thing is for me is because I have a squirrel brain. I can get sidetracked so easily and it's only getting worse as I get older. So having a structured slide deck really helps me stay on task. But the side benefit to that is that it builds in predictability for the kids. And when kids know what to expect, you're going to see a huge reduction in their anxiety levels. They're going to be able to perform better for you because they know what to expect. They know it's coming and they'll just feel better about coming into the room because they know what's going to happen. Mm -hmm. So, for sure. For sure. Yeah. They know where to look for information. They, yeah. Mm -hmm. All of the things. Yes. The right. second thing you talk about is setting clear expectations. Why does that matter? Well, if they know <laughs> what you want, they're much more likely to give it to you, or at least hopefully to attempt to try to give you what you want. Right, but I always set up a goal for the day. You know, it might be something overarching and, you know, social or relational, but you know, most of the time it's going to be something musical. And, you know, our goal for today is to play through, you know, the B section of whatever song, you know, without having to stop and start over, you know. Um, but uh, I also use it to, it's, and all this clear expectations, it helps with your classroom management, right? So mm -hmm. um, in addition to on that first slide, your overarching goal for the day, and then I have what materials have to be available on their music stand. So I try to train them to get those things out and in order before class starts. So wow. it's just you know, out, you know, like your method book and behind your method book, you have a swearing gym piece. And behind that, you've got your, uh, you know, Sandridge piece. And behind that, you have your sight reading or, well, and then we're going to do sight reading because I do that digitally. But um, another thing that really is great to prep your kids with, especially if you're working with second language learners, are prompts for the questions you might be asking the kids during class, right? So they have some time to mentally prepare their answers mm -hmm. um, before they go. That could be good for your, you know, SPED students, for your special, uh, your yeah. special needs students, your, your high functioning anxiety students, <laughs> and, you know, any language learners. And really between all those three, it does not cover everybody in a band room, <laughs> right? Yeah. So, and then the other thing is, you know, the less time we spend talking, the less time the kids have to get into trouble. Mm -hmm. So using those slides for announcements um, and assignments 
you know, and telling the kids to refer to them. And then you can always upload those slides to Google Classroom so that the kids have that in their pocket. If they missed a day, they know exactly what went on. Um, you, you've just taken care of, because there will be easy. kids gone every day, mm-hmm. right? So, yeah. and you're always going to, what did we miss? What do we do? And now if you, mm-hmm. if they just know, and then they'll right. recognize what they've seen in the classroom so they can do it at home, even if you're not there. Exactly. I thought it's interesting. One of the other things you were mentioning as we, we go to the mm-hmm. next one is, humor and you actually intentionally bring humor into this talk to us about why that's important well the kids just relate to it so much better right if i know when i try to get my kids into a text thread they never reply ever but if i throw in a funny meme then all of a sudden i get all these great replies back from my kids right so putting a funny picture in you know to break the ice at the beginning of class or a little video for a brain break or something like that um i love to use it for pencil checks and i'll move that slide around so that pencil check might be right up at the beginning of the class for the first you know couple of weeks and then i'll maybe like skip that slide for a few days and the kids think i forgot about it and then all of a sudden i'll drop that slide in in the middle of rehearsal one day and be like, okay, where's your pencil? (laughs) And the panic that ensues. (laughs) It's hilarious. It's so much fun. Um, But then also just pictures of of what your expectations are. So they're getting the visual, right? It's so much faster than trying to explain it. This is what good posture looks like. This is what you need to be, you know, how you need to be seated while you're playing. Um, Oh gosh. And cleaning the room at the end of the room. This is what a perfect 10 room looks like. And I'll get the room all set up like the way I want it. And I'll take a picture. And then I'll take a picture of the way they left it the day before. <laughs> and I'll say, Rachel. can you find the differences? Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> Which of these things is not like the other. <laughs> but um, that was like, gosh, that was so much fun. The f- I used that probably two years ago. I didn't use it as much last year. I wish I would have, but I just didn't for some reason or another. Um, it's definitely coming back next year. But the year that I used it, man, those kids, I would have that like every chair on its little Velcro dot, it was perfect every single day. <laughs> well, they like that structure and, mm-hmm. and like, plus, yeah, then Stephanie, you forgot about it. And you're like, no, I just, you don't need, always need the reminders, right. but then we'll bring them back. A couple right. other things. Let's talk about your, um, how helpful this has been to you and your students to have like this one click access to materials. Oh gosh. So as you're going through your slides, right. And I'll, once I have my opening slide, then I'll have a slide for each piece. Right. And then, then that's, we'll talk more about updating later, but within that slide, you can embed a listening example. You could show them the score, right? There's so many of the songs on pepper that have the score going through and you could pause it and see like, Hey, look at what, who's doing, you know, where, um, so they can see what the other parts are doing. Um, I use Sight Reading Factory religiously, and so I create customized links for each level of the classes, where then I will just drop my link straight in there, and it's one click, and it goes straight there. I'm not clicking into music first, and then clicking into Sight Reading Factory, and then clicking into ensembles, and then clicking into concert band, and by that time, you've lost your entire What am I looking for? Yep. Right? But having something preset that's one click. And it's good to go. So, and then of course you can get your videos in, you know, just, you know, nobody needs to like hear me playing trumpet past, you know, a good twinkle, twinkle, little star, (laughs) right? But getting some professionals in there for the kids to see. And then you do a little bit of research and you can really find examples that reflect your kids that they can really relate to, you know, people, their age, people playing their style of music, people who look like them. And that is just world opening for the kids. Um, so, 
again, embedded and it's one click and it takes 30 seconds as opposed to taking five or 10 minutes. Mm -hmm. I remember back in the day when we started, if I wanted to play music for the kids, I had to buy the CD and then remember to take it from home to school. And then my husband would say, where's the CD we bought and why isn't it here? I'd be like, oh, end of the year. Be like, look what I found at school. Yeah. So much easier people. Oh, so much easier. So much easier. (laughs) Well, before we get to your final two pointers, I want to give our listeners a minute to think about how you can put some of the things we've been talking about during these different podcast episodes into practice in your own life. Welcome Band Director Bootcamp listeners. If you're feeling a bit burnt out and are ready for support and accountability partners in your wellness and productivity, we have an amazing opportunity for you. Join our 90-day virtual bootcamp, a community initiative designed for busy band directors like you who love their job but seek a more sustainable approach. We'll meet weekly, discuss your wellness goals, and develop strategies to help you achieve them. We'll tackle productivity hacks and fine-tuned systems for the upcoming school year. With 35 years of experience, I've got some tricks and tips up my sleeve that I can't wait to share. So, as we move into a new season of our lives, if you want to feel empowered and supported by like-minded individuals, this is your chance. Reach out to me at banddirectorbootcamp.com or click on the link in our show notes to schedule a 15-minute call. Let's ensure this is the right fit for you, get you signed up, and embark on this wellness journey together. Because together, we rise. And we're back with Jessica Husselstein, who's been sharing several different tips that have helped her. Um, and the big one is she spends about 10 minutes a day lesson planning. So she's going to talk about mm-hmm. keeping admin happy and reducing that lesson plan time so it doesn't follow you home. So let's cover those in the last couple of minutes here. All right. So happy admin, happy life, right? <laughs> now, I can probably say that I've had an admin walk into my class maybe six times randomly just to see how class is going in the last 25 years. And that is not even an exaggeration. Uh, Of course, you know, outstanding the, uh, you know, formal observations and whatnot. However, I know that that's not the case for everybody. And some people have admins who are real sticklers and they want lesson plans and they want objectives stated and standards, you know, obvious on every single, like post them on the board and have them there all day. If you set your slides up, to have your learning objectives and your state standards like basically linked in, you never have to write those out again. It's copy and paste, right? Duplicate slide, update the learning objective for the day with the same standard that's there. And it's just so much less work. Yeah, and you're right. And that process helps you kind of get clarity too. Mm -hmm. And then the magic... 10 minutes. You used, you used a phrase. I can't remember what it was now that the first part of the year, like the. Oh, my, my first day of teacher planning that I am able to actually get away from the meetings and, and set some time for my, my own self. It takes me, gosh, let's say last semester, I was working with the world's greatest student teacher who was absolutely phenomenal. And I think even together and working him through it, it only took me about four hours, but you know, on, on your own, once you've, once you've got a feel for what you want to do for the year, you know, this takes two, three, four hours, like a day of planning, however you work it. After that main battle session where you know what you're going to be doing with your kids, you know what your pieces are and you know what your overall learning goals are, you set up these slides. And once you have a unit set, right, so maybe it takes 20 minutes on a day when you're rebooting your whole unit, 
right? But all you need to do to update your slides for the next day is update your measure numbers, you mm -hmm. know, increase your depth of knowledge level a little bit, you know, reset your daily goal, you know, change the page number for your method book. And all of that is, you know, simple, simple little clicks. Um, and you've got a record of the things you've been working on too then. Yeah. Right? I never so delete. Say, Never yeah. delete. So you, can, <laughs> you can look Skip. back. There's lots of skipping, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, there's there's no deleting, and it's all right there. And if you share that document with your administrators, then they can see in real time what you're working on with each of your classes every day. Yeah. yeah. Gosh. So. These are just, you know, when we were speaking before this, you said it seems like such mm -hmm. obvious stuff. And I know on a lot of these podcasts, um, guests coming here, we're saying mm -hmm. some very similar things. But it's because these things are tried and true. And the people coming on here have figured this out. And I had people tell me lots of things for a long time in my life. And I had to figure it out for myself, you know. <laughs> um, and then once I did, I'm like, oh, what took me so long? You know, right. if I had only practiced my scales, it would have been a lot easier to play that piece. <laughs> but I wanted to jump right into the piece and I didn't invest right. the time. Right. Yeah. Right. So it's the same thing with teaching. It's the same thing with everything yes. in life. It's that right. intentional planning, putting things together step by step. And then once you've done it, just tweak it each time afterwards. We have solved exactly. all the problems of the world for you today, right here on Band Director Bootcamp. What else do you all do? <laughs> that is the way to go. So, <laughs> so hey, Jessica Husselstein, thank you so much for coming and being a guest today. Uh, we're going to all look for you at the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. You all right. Now that we'll be going, I know her. Find um, me in the piccolo line. All right, we'll be watching <laughs> for you. And I want to thank all of you listeners who keep showing up and making a difference in kids' lives every day through the magic of music education. The work you do matters and so do you. Join us next time on Band Director Bootcamp for another episode of productivity and wellness tips to make your life a little easier. <laughs>